I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome back to the Kate and Mike Show. Oh, Hi. Sorry. Were you moving my chair? Are you stretching your face? I'm stretching my face. Every time we go to take a selfie, which is not like a lot, but you know, from time to time, Mike does this really weird thing. First, he does a really dumb smile. Then he has to stretch his face, which is bizarre. And then finally, on like the fifth try, we get a real smile. <laughs> it's not dissimilar to trying to take Penelope's picture. No, Penelope just doesn't, she doesn't want to be involved at all. I know, she spaces out. My brother does that. That's what she. Penelope does what my brother does. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, because... You're weird. No, I, <laughs> it's true. I am weird. It's because my face, it's not my face. It's sometimes my contact when I'm going to smile bothers my eye. Is that why not you're so like grumpy? Not just like when I'm smiling. It's just... It's, do you just have a grumpy face on so that it doesn't bother your contact? You're really creating some, you know. <laughs> it's an after bedtime episode, you're so getting I'm a, You're getting a lot of love right now from our listeners. Just pick on Mike <laughs> moment. It's the pick on Mike moment. Why does having a contact have anything to do with me being grumpy? Because you said when you go to smile, sometimes it bothers your contact. So I was no, just like making the contacts a joke gets dry and saying, and then I need to move is it that around. why you don't smile? But you yes. Do. That's right. That's not funny. <sighs> that wasn't funny. I'm just amusing myself. I know you are. Well, so we're both in the basement. We have our <clears throat> blankies on. We do. And uh, we don't have any new reviews. So, okay. I was just letting you know about Well, that. if you want to leave a review, we would love to read it. And we would be excited to give you a listener shout out. So, definitely go over to iTunes, leave a review. It totally makes our day. And also, it's great for the ranking so that more people get access to this information. Yeah. And in, then if in you... In total transparency. I mean, that's the reason. Like, to also, do it's helpful. Like, it's a good place to ask questions, honestly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If yeah. you have questions or ideas for episodes, that's actually... You could say, hi, I listen to this podcast when I'm washing my dog. Washing my dog. Yep. <laughs> That's You're not what I meant to say. That was a hybrid of washing my dishes and walking my dog. But you can totally listen while you wash your dog. People and wash their dog. They do, but it's not like... Oh, dude. Okay. Do people Speaking, wash yes, their dogs Hold weekly? on a second. Spotify, I just heard this today. I'll tell you what, people. <laughs> I listen to the... I watch the YouTube clips of Trevor Noah from the daily show on youtube it's so hysterical good. i would highly recommend if you're gonna watch anything but spotify just released playlists for your dog <laughs> okay you literally can put a playlist on like for your dog how do they know what kind of music dogs like I don't know. Is it so like when people leave their dogs home? Because I know some people yep. leave their TV on for mm -hmm. their dogs or cats. Let me see if I can find this. I've not looked this up. I'm going to try this. It. This, this is legit. Like, like, this is crazy. So let's see what we got going on here. Dog playlists. Wow. Okay. 
Well, there is. There's a whole bunch of them. Dog music, dogs at home, dogs, dogs. There's like, oh, there's this is dog relaxation music, calming sounds for dogs. No, this is like bigger than I thought. Like dog soul, pets love music, dog dreams. Okay. Um, dogs and bicycles. This is good. Marine Corps, hardcore, devil dogs. That's not that's the same not one. For um, dogs. That's something else. Okay. Well, but let's see what I just want to see. Dogs. So if you have a dog. Dogs at home. Yep. Music for dogs. We have, there's playlists for yeah. you on Spotify. Could you imagine? But then Trevor Noah did a whole joke about like, let's happen. To, it's going to get very confusing for dogs that are sitting at home listening. If like DMX and the Rough Riders come on. Do you remember that song from Roof, Roof? You know, when DMX does his barking all the time and the Rough Rider, never mind. I thought I was going to be that able to reference do it. is lost on me. Yep, lost. Um, on, yep. We have gotten quite off track. Let your dogs out. If That's you are we're... listening to the podcast and want to leave a review, we would love that. And you can feel free to give suggestions for episode topics or ask questions in your review, whether you talk about washing your dog while listening to the episode or not. If your dog wants to leave a review, let him. <laughs> let's have it. Okay. I'm very curious about what kind of. If the dog listens to the Kate and Mike show. Okay, let's get to it, shall we? Sure. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> so we have something going on right now, which is called Make Time for Business. We just shot the videos for this course. This course is going to, you're going to have access to it for free, to the core five lessons for free. And we invested the most we've ever invested in terms of production for making a course in this course. And it's kind of ironic that it's going to be available for free, but I think it's actually kind of awesome. So today we want to tell you the story of how this course came to be. And while the story may inherently be interesting, the pieces that are going to be the most helpful for you are the planning aspect. So if you are thinking about what am I going to put in my plans for this year or even the year, you know, the quarter ahead, whenever you're listening to this and you're struggling with that, this story is going to help you. If you are somebody who put something on the calendar, but it's not feeling right, this story is going to help you. And if you are feeling overwhelmed by your plans and like you have too much coming at you and not enough time to do it in and you're rushed and feeling pressured and things feel heavy, this story is going to help you. And if you have trouble deciding whether or not to do things and what to say yes and no to, this story is going to help you. If you have not yet signed up for Make Time for Business, go over to maketimeforbusiness.com. It is literally a soup to nuts system to dial in your planning from a yearly, quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily perspective to do less and achieve more. So it's all about doing the things that make you money so you can do less. And that is what Make Time for Business is all about. I'm super excited to release it. You'll get it for free from February 3rd to February 14th. And then you'll have an opportunity to upgrade to get the enhancement lessons and some other bells and whistles should you choose to do that to get lifetime access. Okay, maketimeforbusiness.com. But let's tell the story, honey. So why did you want, why, what, what was, this was Mike's idea for an episode. So tell us why you wanted to tell this story. 
Because it's cool. It is cool. Mm-hmm. The story in and of itself, regardless of the business lessons, is cool. The story's cool, but also it's a great reminder. There, There's probably something that's happened in your life where it's like a tremendous amount of joy or excitement takes place. And you'll hear more about this when we dive into the story. And I think it's a great reflection to think about when sometimes we don't feel that pumped up about what's going on, right? Like whatever, we might be having a hardship in our business, could be challenging things within personal life. Kids are sick and home for the 12th day in a row, you know, like stuff like that. I don't know who that happens to. (laughs) Yeah. Like wears you out, you know, stuff like that. Go through a bad breakup, you know, all sorts of things that happen in our life where sometimes we're not feeling pumped. You watch the news tonight, you know, you could have like come by the news and be like, well, that was depressing. So it's just like to think about there's moments that take place in our life where like things that are really pretty happy. Like when we go to our wedding spot every year or we drive by there, I think about that for our wedding, you know? And so that brings me back to a place. But then the story we're about to share takes you to a different place because it takes us more into what our business goals and adventures were. So that's why I wanted to tell this story because I think it's a pretty powerful story to share. And it's just a good reminder for people listening to kind of... So it, it, this goes with our... Actually, this is a good reference point to what somebody shared with our wedding. Remember they said, you're not going to remember your whole wedding, but remember to take like kind of snapshots as you are there, spend the moments and the time to look around where you just kind of stand there and just take in what you're seeing because those are the moments you're actually going to remember. And the truth is that's what I actually remember about our wedding more than anything else is when we took time to just kind of look out at the people. And so it's the same with our, I would say with our life in the last, since we've been together as well. And this story is one of those highlights that I will probably remember until I die. This will be a benchmark moment. Like one of those moments that we will reflect back on our entire lives as a key, like, yeah. So we'll, we'll just tell you this. We'll tell you the good, let's dive in. Okay. Do you want me to start? Sure. Yeah. All right. So Mike and I were going out to dinner to meet our friend, Licia, who used to run our company. Mm -hmm. And she has recently completely transitioned out of our company completely beautifully. We remain dear, dear friends. In fact, she and I have a date on Monday. Um, but anyway, she's... You she's mean Saturday. No. We're oh, yeah, Monday. We're yeah, going, yeah, yeah. I was thinking yeah. it was Saturday. Yeah. The, it will have already happened by the time this episode comes out, but we're going to go see Danny Shapiro and Bessel Vanderkoek, the author of The Body Keeps the Score in Portsmouth, New Hampshire at right. the Portsmouth Music mm-hmm. Hall. Maybe I met some of you last night. It's very weird recording a podcast for the future of referring to things that haven't happened yet in the past. Anyway, you did a wonderful job. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that event. I'm telling you that because of Licia. Anyway, so we were going <laughs> to meet Licia for dinner. It was a Monday night in December in Maine. There's not a lot going on on a Monday night in December in Maine. And a lot of restaurants are closed on Monday night. So there were several places that we wanted to go. They were all closed. And I thought to myself, you know, there's that hotel in Brunswick, the Brunswick Hotel, or maybe it's called the Brunswick Inn. It's the Brunswick Inn. The Brunswick Inn. 
hotels have restaurants that are open on Monday nights because they have guests every night. They don't close their restaurant one night of the week. So I looked into it. They had availability. They were open. The menu looked great. Awesome. So we show up. It's a misty night. We're at the Brunswick Inn. It's across the street from Bowdoin. Brunswick is a small town. Like, it's quiet. It's sleepy. We go into this restaurant. I'll, I'll look up the population. We here. see Licia. She comes at us from the parking lot. Comes at us. She walks up to us. We give her a hug. Okay. So we comes walk in. Yeah, comes at intense. us. And then Licia came at us in the parking lot. So then. There's 20,000 people as of. That was more than I thought. Yeah. It's twice the size of the town we live in. But we walk into this restaurant and sitting in the restaurant at a banquet in the bar is freaking Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> like Oprah. Yeah, like 15 feet away. And I was like, we all what? like, I got so excited. My whole, like, I just was like, so like, oh my God, what's going on? That's Oprah. So we go, we sit down at our table. But then. Did you notice until I said something or did you see it where when we walked up? No, I saw her immediately. Yeah. You can't I was miss like, Oprah. I was like, I think that's Oprah. No, it was a hundred percent. It was like, like yeah. it was immediate. I was just yeah. looked at her and I mean, no one looks like Oprah. No, you don't. There's not anybody. It's not like, oh, you know, maybe that was Mary Sue from down the street. So Oprah freaking Winfrey. It's like the last person on the planet you would expect to see in Maine ever, but also like in this tiny, sleepy whatever even happening right then so we go and sit down at our table and i was like i think i think i was like i think i'm gonna go say hello like or you guys said like you should go say hello i don't know what happened no what happened was so backstory well what happened yeah oh i forgot the start oh yeah i totally forgot the part leading up to it go ahead so in the car this is a very important part of the story it's a good thing you're here so in the car on the way, we had had this Origin launch planned in January. We were going to open the doors to Origin. So if you don't know, we operate our membership on a closed membership model, which means you can only join the membership when we open the doors and then we close them. You can't just join anytime. So, and the reason we do that in case you're interested is because it allows us to really nurture the membership and focus on serving our members instead of being in promo mode all the time, because being in promo mode all the time would mean we're always constantly trying to get members in the door instead of delivering the value. It works for us. So we were planning an origin opening, origin enrollment period for January, and it was feeling last minute. And it was feeling tight. And we had talked about like we had all these deliverables. I was going to hire a copywriter. It was like a whole thing. And Mike on the way to dinner in the car, it's like a 20 minute drive said, I feel like we're pushing it here. Like it just feels too tight schedule wise. And I said, I think you're right. And he said, let's give ourselves more time. And I said, that's a great idea. So I reworked the whole schedule while we were in the car on the way to the restaurant and then we walked into the restaurant and there was oprah right before we get there to what happened next so when i talk about i think this is some good context for people about the feeling of think we're pushing yes 
right? Because what has happened in the last few years, we've noticed in our in our business, and this happens when you're, you know, it's this happens in life where you just like go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And you just compound all of these things and you go back to a, let's say to a launch, to another launch, to another launch. And then you try to go on a vacation and then you're like cramming while you're on vacation and then your team. And then it's like, nobody has time off and you just literally work all the time. And you feel that you're constantly on a treadmill and you're running and running and running and it never stops. Yeah. Right. So we noticed this pattern and then there's other things that we've discovered through therapy that also have these outstanding patterns and these triggers that like we get on this hamster wheel type thing, this treadmill that it's a dynamic between Kate and I, it's the way kind of the dynamic as the company and business have run and things that we have done. So we realized when I was first, the first like realization was when Kate had uh, was pregnant with Penelope and then gave birth to Penelope and kind of money, a love story. And we've talked a lot about the journey. And then when I got, when I was sick post Ruby, we realized like I was sick in bed, et cetera. And then over the course of 2018, it's just like that feeling of the rush and the push is like, it came to, it came to like us. It was 2019, really 2018, 2019. But it was just like, we have to stop this because mm-hmm. this is a pattern that needs to stop. So whenever we both are feeling like, okay, this is a little push, a lot of times we just keep keep pushing. In the past, we have. Yeah, in the past. And even right now, we're noticing that we start picking up on it faster it is, when we start to get this feeling. I will say this habit dies hard. Yeah, it's intense. Because we are so indoctrinated to do more. And even the people who I wrote the book on doing less and like, this is what we teach. This is what we practice. We are working on unraveling old patterning around this as well. And I'm learning so much about how overworking can be a trauma response and how much it's tied up with our central nervous system and the fight or flight or fight, flight or freeze and how working and pushing and doing too many things also, especially for women or other marginalized people can be a way that we are constantly trying to prove ourselves in a culture that has always told us that we're not as valuable. Anyway, it's kind of complex. There's this amazing book called Patriarchy Stress Disorder by Dr. Valerie Rain. We will have her on the podcast in the future. Yeah. She and I are in touch about that. She's amazing. So I definitely recommend checking out that book. My mastermind and incubator are reading it and it's like a game changer for all of us. Mm. But all of that to say, like, it's one thing to say, yeah, I'm going to do less. And it's another thing to actually break down the deep ingrained patterning that's running your system that the habit is to always do more. And so we are chipping away over here and sharing the journey. Yeah, it's intense. (laughs) I mean, even like I'm not a marginalized, you know, my experience has not been that at all. And clearly, because, you know, I'm the face of the patriarchy, right? So, but But also- patriarchy is not your fault, honey. Yes, I know that. Oh, sorry. I'm not the, yeah, I'm, yeah. Anyway, people get it. (laughs) The- (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it for telling mm-hmm. me that. But I used to think I had to fix all of manhood, but I realized that that's impossible. 
who was it that told me something like that so the oh sabine jackson who listens to our podcast yes shout out to sabine yeah when i was i was having a really tough time she said that like fixing manhood is not your responsibility and i was like oh that's helpful thank you and i forget what i was talking but the pressure to continue on this like to do more do more do more do more and to keep it going is that it's like a badge of honor that exists in society that we see very relevant all the time. You know, it's And enough. I think like it's a badge of honor. And then I also just want to say like for me as an Enneagram 7, I'm just endlessly enthusiastic. And so yes. then there's this. So yes, there's the central nervous system and the trauma response. And then there's the cultural programming about the more you do, the better you are. And then there's just the fact that like I really do love to do a lot of things. You do. So there's that. Yep. However, the main lesson of an Enneagram 7, if any of you are also Enneagram 7, is sobriety. So for me, not so much sobriety with substances, but sobriety in terms of my time, Yep. to be honest, and my energy, which is why I teach what I teach, because, dude, like, this is not my natural state. No. <laughs> my, or, well, it is. I do believe rest and calm are all of our natural states, but like. I get hyped up anyway. So, so here we are. It's amazing. I, it's amazing. It is amazing. So here we are in the car reorganizing our launch plan, feeling great about giving ourselves space. Cause we were, we were like, wait, we totally have a full extra two weeks. Like we can just give ourselves more time. So that felt better. Folks, a lot of the time you can give yourself more time, give yourself more time whenever you can. And really be honest with yourself about deadlines and say, does this really need to be done this soon? Or am I creating stress and drama and pressure because it feels comfortable? Because I've always been under stress and drama and pressure from childhood and school and college and the work world. Because we don't have to feel pressure to feel alive. We can find so many other ways to feel alive that are way more comfortable or way more calm, I should say, because many, many things that are painful actually feel really comfortable to us if we were raised in environments that were painful. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. It's an important one. But today we're going to talk about giving yourself more time if you can. We're talking about the Oprah moment. Okay. So back to the, so we see Oprah. So we see Oprah and then we sit down at the table. We go walk to the table and then it was like, we were like, what just happened here? Right. So we're all like, wow. And Kate goes, I think I should go say hi. And then Lisi and I were like, you should go say hi. Why? Because there's a very common interest of. Yeah. My mom was on her show like 10 times. So. There's a common thread that wasn't like I'm some random person, which, by the way, I might have always also gone to say hi if I was some random person. But I just knew there was like a commonality. Yeah. And she's she's yeah, it's super grateful. So I got right up. I didn't give it any thought. I just got right up and went over and I said, hi, I wanted to introduce myself. I'm Kate Northrup. I'm Chris Northrup's daughter. And she was very warm and friendly and said when I said I'm Chris Northrup's daughter, she goes, of course you are, because we look a lot alike, my mom you and I. You look like your mom. 
And so she was very kind. And I asked her what she was doing here in Maine. And she said, oh, I bought a house here. And then she started to laugh. Because if you've been to Maine in early December, you know that the weather is shit. And Oprah is not buying a house <laughs> in Maine right now. Like in it just was, It was just December. like she was very funny. And then she said that she, in fact, was in town to record footage with Elizabeth Strout, who wrote Olive Again, which was her book club of the month choice for December. De- well, January, January. I don't know. Over I don't know. The, yeah. Anyway, recently it was like this month or something. last Just month. now. She just came out with their second. Now next the new one. one that was announced, but yeah. it was mid month. So who knows how they do yeah, it? I don't know. Anyway. So and Elizabeth Strout happens to live in Maine. So there you go. Yep. Um, so if you happen to follow Oprah on Instagram, she just posted it was a whole two story. days ago, uh, two days, two days ago, two, two days ago about her experience in Maine because she like left the event in Charlotte and ended up in Maine. Well, that was not true because first off, there was no snow on the ground in her videos. It was from previous, you know, it's from like a month yes, and a half. All ago. of her. Yes. All yes. of her footage of her eating the lobster roll and stuff was which from back fun. in December. And she yeah. held the whole thing at the Dolphin Restaurant, which we've been to many times. Yeah, it was like the whole thing was so fun. Anyway, we she take- was really kind. She was lovely. It was great. And then I sat down and just talking to Oprah was really fun. So that was exciting. But it was a whole, even though like Lisi and I didn't go over and talk because that would have been, I don't know. It it was, it, here's what, here's the truth. There is a moment in everyone's life like that happens in a situation like this. You know, you're like, I would like to go meet Oprah. And it's that split second decision that takes place. This was our story about Oprah, but I'm sure this has happened to you in your life about something like I should have stopped that person from doing that or helped that person or across I the street. Or I should have introduced myself to that woman because I was so right. compelled by her. Or it's or- like, I follow this person on the internet and I really like what this man or woman is saying. And it's like, I would just like to say, thanks. Thanks for putting your content out there or something. You know, it's like those split seconds and I chose to not follow that split second and you did. You know, in that moment, it would have been for me too. I was like, oh, that would be cool just to like shake Oprah's hand. Or even at, we were sitting there at the table and I was like, I should get their check and like pay for Oprah's meal. And I didn't do it then either. Like I was scared, you know, or freaked out in a way. So it was like the, it's a muscle to continually rebuild for myself to like pay attention to those split seconds mm-hmm. and to operate on that, what that split second is. But yeah, after you met her, you came back. So then we came back yep. and then we were talking about other stuff. But I have to tell you, when you're eating dinner in a restaurant where Oprah is like just right across the way, it's incredibly distracting. And it was hard to be present at dinner. It's 100% true. You it and Lisa like, kept looking we over. We couldn't. It was very <laughs> challenging. I was, my back was to Oprah. And then these two were just like. We want to know what she was doing and what other people were doing. And then the whole restaurant was quite a Twitter because things like this don't happen there, in Maine. Yeah, there is also this energetic it's like the whole place changes, yes. right? It's a whole different feel. And so it's a great lesson too for just how you can affect just maybe it's one person in it's the like room. Her energy field her is energy, so big. It's so big. It's massive. It, it, it was remarkable. Yeah. So then we're talking about the launch again. Yep. 
and Licia brought up. She we're was at the table. So then I was. Yeah. So we're back at the table where this is not involving Oprah anymore. Oprah gave us uh, launch strategy advice. She, she did not. <laughs> she did not. But I should have asked. She's like, wait, aren't you guys launching no. Origin in two weeks? Listen, like, I, think I will just say this. In terms of meeting Oprah, I decided to approach it much more from a colleague shoulder to shoulder perspective as opposed to a like bow down. You're on a pedestal perspective. Now, do I think I'm Oprah's colleague? No. However, like we just we have a couple people in common and I more was was wanting to just be like, hey, how are you? As opposed to part of me, of course, which is what I was feeling inside was like, oh, you are a goddess on this earth and I want to like smother you in appreciation and just like, you know, like there is that total energy, too. But I decided to keep it together and I feel great about that choice. <laughs> Like so, let me ask you: How do you do that? Do you know how to? Do, how can you describe? Well, you know, people are just people, right? So it was really going over and talking to her as from a as a human being because she is right, and all humans just want to be acknowledged and asked a question and thanked for. I mean, of course, I said thank you so much for your work and what you've done for me and my family because hello. Like, yeah, yeah. Your mom is a driveway. She always calls it the Oprah driveway. Well, I mean, being on Oprah paid for my college education. Right. Like, I yeah. mean, it was a ginormous. I mean, it was like built a huge part of my mother's career, which obviously has opened tons of doors for my career. So the gratitude will never end. Mm -hmm. And everybody's human. And while it's not even close to on the same level of Oprah, occasionally people come talk to me as though I am not human and do a whole thing. And while I totally like love, I don't mind. Appreciation is wonderful. And I love to talk to people. So like if you ever see me like at Whole Foods or just like at an airport, please say hello. I love to meet people. So I'm just saying that people always say, I'm so sorry to bother you. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to meet you too. Like, let's talk. So anyway, just saying that. But I feel uncomfortable when people act like I'm different than them. And so, you know, I am not Oprah. I mean, but I just like there's a really nice thing about treating people like human beings, which I learned from a wonderful book, which I'm sure I've referred to before on this podcast called How to Talk to Practically Anyone About Practically Anything by Barbara Walters. This book is out of print. You could probably get it for like 200 bucks on Amazon. I think it's like, I think I bought it. It was $45. This book changed my life. I read it when I was 18 and struggling in my network marketing business because I had social anxiety. And in it, she basically, I'm looking at the book right now. It's actually behind yeah, her head. Yeah, it's right behind my head. She just basically says like people are people and you just find a common thread and like find out what's in their heart and what's important to them. Okay. So anyway, we're back at the table it's a little distracting because <laughs> Lisey and I can't stop looking at Oprah. And then, but Lisey was like during that conversation, because we had said, oh my God, it just feels like a sign. Like we just reworked our schedule. So we gave ourselves more time. And then Oprah was there, right? She just felt like this angel affirming, like you're on the right track. And then Lisey was like, do you even need to do that launch in January? And we realized like, uh, no, like, 
not only do we not need to get, do we not need to do it when we planned, we don't need to do it at all. And I just want to say part of that is because we changed the way we do our money in 2019. I would say probably 90%. We invested a whole lot of energy in implementing the profit first system book written by Mike Michalowicz, but we worked with Amber Duggar, who has a program called Profit for Keeps. We um, should have them on the podcast. We should definitely have them on the podcast. That would be great. So we redid how we were doing our money. So like when Lisa said, well, do you need to do this launch in January? The true answer was no. Right. Because we there's no financial crisis. It's like the first year in the business where we didn't have to push in the beginning of 2019. I mean, in a way. Yeah, in a way. I mean, I wouldn't say we've ever been in financial crisis, but like there was definitely much more like we have these expenses that we need to pay. Yeah. And this time we started out the year with enough revenue coming in already pre-booked each month that we don't have to do any promotions in order to pay our team or pay our mortgage or, and to be perfectly honest, just. There's some buffer. There's a lot of buffer and like. I'm still, my body is still catching up to the fact that there's not any financial urgency. Oh yeah. No, I'm not there yet. So that's part of it Mm -hmm. is just like we rewiring ourselves that there's no financial pressure and like we really don't need to do anything. Of course we need to deliver on what we've already promised, but. Anyway, I've lived my basically my whole adult life since I left college as and even in college with financial pressure. So have I. Yeah. And so. And there was financial pressure my entire childhood as well, as I'm sure there was for yours. And so it's going to take a little while for that one to settle in. But that's why you come back to the Oprah moment. But so that, yeah, right? so here, so here we are. So Lisi is like, do we even have to do this launch? Mike and I are really being like, uh, actually no. And then Oprah's still at the next table, right? And so it was just like, we had the greatest dinner. We left feeling so amazing. And we walked out into this misty December night, unseasonably warm. All the mist was from the the snow like when you know when the air is warmer and the snow is mm-hmm. cold it makes anyway it was very it's like ma- fog, it's very magical mystery, feel yeah. and i just said to mike as we were getting into the car i was like i feel so amazing right now and if we are ever doing anything in our business that doesn't feel this way we have no business doing it so we basically created the oprah clause which was like if it doesn't feel like this It's not happening. Mm -hmm. This is the new benchmark. And so we wanted to share that story with you because it's so important to realize that often what is best for us actually does feel the best. Now, sometimes we have to move through discomfort. And yes, you know, it is true that our potential or our dreams are always outside our comfort zone. And we do like there are things that we're doing all the time that are uncomfortable, like the video shoot for Make Time for Business. That made me so nervous. It was really uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable to have these guys behind a camera filming me with me talking about the power of cyclical energy and uteruses and egg wisdom and all like that was uncomfortable, even though one of them is married to a midwife. So like, 
you know, he's totally down with it, but just the whole, you know, it's like a lot. And, but I did it and, and it, but it still felt like that expansive energy. And so what ended up happening is, is then we had a f- completely free and clear calendar for January from a promotional standpoint. And then we got on the phone. I got on the phone with Takesha, who's an awesome team member of ours and our community manager in origin, just to spitball some ideas about do about list builders, about potential audience builders. Cause we were like, Oh, well, January is a great time to do an audience builder. So we were just going back and forth about things she was noticing within our community that they're struggling with. And she was like, what if you did a challenge, uh, like a challenge about actually scheduling your time so that you get the things done that make you money? And then she was like, how about let's call it make time for business, do the things that make you money so you can do less. That's 100% to Keisha's copywriting. And I said, I love that idea. And then instead of making it a free challenge, we decided to make it a paid program where you can get the whole program for free for two weeks. And then if you want to keep it for lifetime access and get the enhancements and bonuses and be able to download everything, then you can upgrade. So that's where Make Time for Business came from. And it is really thanks to Oprah and us giving ourselves more space. And also thanks to Takesha because she's awesome. So that's the story, Morning Glory. If anybody can name that musical, I'll send you something in the mail. Send me a DM. Maybe the first person or, or the first person, everyone. not everyone. The first person I get a okay. DM from to tell me where that's the story. Morning glory comes from gets something in the mail. Great. Like <laughs> I got a, got out of hand pretty quickly there. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of musical theater nerds on this. Probably, probably listen to this. Podcast. Birds of a feather, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I love musical theater. <laughs> Tomorrow we're going to go see Narnia. So this new theater company, a new community theater company has popped up in our town and we are going to go check it out. It's our first time going to see one of their productions. And I'm so excited. One of the guys who runs it used to be a set designer on Broadway. So cool. I have big expectations. That's fun. Yeah, we just saw Almost Famous, which is a play. Was it a play? It's called Almost Maine. Oh, yeah. Almost Famous is was a movie. It was an amazing movie. We went to see Almost Maine at, was that, Port- is at that Portland a, Stage. How do we consider it? What is that considered? A play? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a play where they don't sing is called a play. Oh, okay. Great. A play where they sing is yeah. called a musical. Yep. Got it. And then the uh, the other musicals where they just sing the whole time that's when they a, should like be talking. like a rock opera. Yeah. That's not like... What was that movie that blew up? Les 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 Yeah, that was that was too much. <laughs> Russell Crowe should if you're not Mike, be. If you're just, me, it, it I was think the it was perfect like, amount. <laughs> but like Russell Crowe was, he just should not be. He just no, no. That's I a dreamed a dream in time gone by. Okay, dude. So let's go. Thanks everyone for listening. It was really a pleasure to have you. Please. Go over and bask in the Oprah moment by going over to maketimeforbusiness.com because the Oprah moment allowed space for this creation to come through. And I'm pretty dang proud of it. Maketimeforbusiness.com. We are doing a warm-up curriculum leading into February 3rd. So I've been providing some lessons, some Facebook lives in our Do Less Facebook group and really getting you prepped with a few key steps to make the most of your make time for business experience. So get in on it. 
maketimeforbusiness.com. Make sure that you subscribe to the episode, share it in your stories, tag us, let us know that you're listening, let us know what you thought, leave a review. Anything else that I should we should say? Uh, no, I think it's... And, and you know what? Go support a community theater. Go see a musical. Yeah, go see a local <laughs> play or musical. A play is just words. A musical has songs. And, uh, <laughs> and just in case you need to know the difference, <laughs> people singing. Theater 101 from Mike Watts. <laughs> As you can tell, I was not in a player musical. Actually, I was. I know you played yeah, Santa Claus. I played Santa Claus. That's like, that's people bring that up. My parents bring that up a lot. You were really good. You had a career. Oh my goodness. That was like, what, third grade or something? I don't, I don't know. know. Honey. But the, uh, yeah. No, I just, th- I think to close out the Oprah moment is to... Because we were on a high, right? Like we we were on a high when we left there. We came home. We we're like, how are we going to sleep? Because we just like, we we're on an energetic. We had to call a lot of people on the way home. Yeah, really Noah. Just mostly just Noah. mostly Noah. And then we called my sister too. Yeah. And or maybe I texted her. And then we called and my mom. Takesha. I think we talked to her. We also Takesha. talked to Takesha. That's a lot of people that actually. Was a lot of people. <laughs> um, well, I think you texted <laughs> with your mom. But yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, so that's. But the text with my mom was the best because I said. I just was like, I just met Oprah in Brunswick. She's like, what is it? I said, she asked how you are. And I said, great. And she goes, she goes, how did you know? How did she know who you were? And I was like, I told her. <laughs> it was funny. Anyway. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> but I, Noah was the best though. Noah's, what was Noah's response? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Because Noah, Noah grew up in Brunswick. So yeah. it's extra special. But it's... To think about like, because we are on such an energetic high coming away from that, where that's that's not sustainable to last. I mean, maybe it is some way that we haven't tapped into something all day every day. Right. So I think it's also something to remember. This is why we always think come back to that Oprah moment. Now, we've come back to we've talked about it a few times since then. It's like okay, remember the Oprah moment. We've said it to each other, but it doesn't bring me right back to. It brings me to that feeling that we had during that time. Like I could feel that moment, but it's not a, it's like a, it was like a short term thing that happened, but we can extend it longer coming back well, into. Not that long ago, a couple of weeks ago. So we had planned out a whole launch for the second half of the year, which was different than what we thought we were going to do. So we thought first we did our annual planning and we were like, okay, we're going to do this whole one thing option a, I'm just going to call it. And then when we went to actually map everything on the calendar, I told Abby, our new project manager, actually, we're going to do option B. We're going to do this whole other thing. And then I lived with and sat with option B for a while. And there were just signs coming. Like it was for a couple of weeks and it was just like, it's not like I'm not feeling it. And here's why. So I sat with Abby and I was like, actually, we're not going to do option B. We're going to go back and do option A. And Abby said, well, how does it feel? I'm going to enact the Oprah clause. Like, how does option A feel? And I was like, option A feels like Oprah. Like, I'm going back. And so I also just want to say, if you put something on the calendar and then you change your mind, that's fine. Yeah. Like, 
it's fine. I just think like people get so obsessed with like, what if I set a goal and I don't hit it? Or what if I make a plan and then I change my mind? And I'm like, uh, nothing. Mm-hmm. And also I have zero doubt that the mapping out option A and then switching to option B got us closer to what we actually needed to lay out for option A. Like I trust that every step of the journey was part of the journey. Right. On the day before our wedding, there was a hurricane, which was not optimal because we kept inviting people to our rehearsal dinner, which was outside in my mom's backyard yep. with no plan for rain. We are really bad at that. And we just invite everyone. So we sort of had two weddings because we just kept inviting people. And I, of course, didn't tell my mom because I didn't want her to freak out. But then I told my aunt and my aunt told my mom because, you know, welcome to family. Yeah, we had we (laughs) we ended up inviting 396 people to the wedding. A hundred. We had 189 guests. Yeah. Well, we had invited them a lot of them at the last minute. Yeah, we just kept inviting people because we knew people were coming. And then we ended up having, I think, 90 people at the rehearsal or 90 people at our rehearsal dinner and then 189 at the wedding. Anyway, so I knew this hurricane was coming and it was like the day of I think it was the day of the rehearsal dinner or maybe the day before. It was the day before. It was the day before. I'm walking out. I'll never forget where I was. I'm walking out my mom's front door. And I opened Twitter, which apparently back in the day I used to read Twitter. I don't anymore. You did. You used to be active on Twitter. I used to be active on Twitter. I've let that fall by the wayside and I'm okay with that. But I open up Twitter and this woman had tweeted me, everything that happens this weekend is part of the ritual. And I was like, oh my God, it's all part of it. The hurricane is part of it. The like... Any bit of it that didn't go according to plan or the parts that did go according to plan, it's all part of the ritual. And so may we all use that wisdom in our business, like the goals we hit, the goals we change, the goals we don't hit. It's all part of it. There's no such thing as wasted action. And when it came to the plan we changed and then meeting Oprah and then canceling the plan and then making a new plan for later in the year and then changing it again. And then now nailing down something else. It's all part of it. And there's no such thing as wasted action. It all was necessary. It's all part of the ritual. So let's keep our eyes open, folks. Let's keep listening. I love that. And how (laughs) question about like goals. Yeah. Right. How do goals fit into can we do a whole episode, separate yes. episode? I think that's a great topic. Yeah. I am not feeling equipped to answer that question right now because I want to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> but I think a whole episode on goal setting and like, I do have an unusual take on goals. You do. It's very... Um, For yeah. somebody who's achievement oriented, I'm actually not particularly goal oriented. So let's talk about that in a future episode. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's been a big adjustment. Okay. For like, it's something that I've... Now, I, I like I would say in 2020, I fit that. Yeah. I'm working on it, you know. Yeah. I have a thing where I like started CrossFit and thought I was going to complete the CrossFit games and started riding my mountain bike and thought I was going to like compete in downhill races. And it's just As like... As Penelope said insane. earlier, Mama, it is not a competition. <laughs> on the way to school, we'll leave you this, our final thought. <laughs> on the way to school this morning, she was asking about seeing the school bus 
And I said, let's play a game and we'll all keep an eye out for a school bus on the way to school. And for the first one who sees a school bus wins. And Penelope goes, mama, it's not a competition. It's just for fun. <laughs> I was like, I love you. So but then much. what happened? But then she saw a school bus and she said, I win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She created her own game. Yeah. And won. Okay. Yeah. Thanks Which for I guess is a folks. great lesson, actually. Just we're, create your own game and win at all times. We're trailing. Yeah. Have, a well, have a great evening. Evening, if you're listening in the evening, or a good morning or afternoon. If you've had an Oprah moment, by the way, let us know. Not like necessarily with Oprah. <laughs> your own version. Your own version of. Or maybe with Oprah. Yeah, maybe. It was I with... know we have listeners who know Oprah or who have met her. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Toodaloo. You're savvy enough to know that if you make optimal use of your precious time and energy, achieving your business dreams in 2020 will be inevitable. I am creating a brand new course called Make Time for Business, Do the Things that Make Money so you can do less, and you can get it absolutely free for a limited time. So head over to Make timeforbusiness.com. Again, that's maketimeforbusiness.com and get yourself on the wait list so you can be the first to know when this course becomes available for free. See you there.